I just want everyone to be aware that there are other options as well. There are things that you can incorporate into those traditional mental health treatments. And then there are alternatives. You can use some of these things as substitutes if your issues are not super severe. So these are things that you might want to discuss with a healthcare provider. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. One of the great heroes of Chinese culture was known as the legendary and divine Shen Nong. Shen Nong is said to have lived around 3000 BC. One translation of his name is the divine farmer, and this refers to his role in teaching the Chinese people how to use plants and cultivate food. According to the legend, Shen Nong personally sampled hundreds if not thousands of different plants in order to determine which were good to eat or had medicinal properties and which were poisonous and should be avoided. Some versions of the legend tell that Shen Nong had a transparent belly so he could witness firsthand the effects on his internal organs of whatever he consumed. Sometime around the 1st century AD, an unknown Chinese scholar wrote the Shen Nong Ben Kao Jing in English that's the Divine Farmer's Materia Medica. This was a manuscript that was attributed to Shen Nong and it describes 365 Chinese medicines. 252 of these medicines are derived from plants. The Shen Nong Ben Kao Jing, the Divine Farmer's Materia Medica, is considered to be the earliest complete Chinese pharmacopoeia. It actually contains the first written account of Asian ginseng, you know, real ginseng, Panax ginseng. It states that ginseng is used for repairing the five viscera, quieting the spirit, curbing the emotion, stopping agitation, removing noxious influence, brightening the eyes, enlightening the mind, and increasing wisdom. The text goes on to state that continued use of ginseng leads to longevity with light weight. A sound, healthy body, a calm spirit, a mind enlightened, focused, and at ease. These are key elements of what Westerners call wellness. But wellness can mean different things to different people. Most people would probably agree that wellness is much more than simply the absence of disease, though. In the 1950s, a biostatistician named Halbert L. Dunn was one of the first people to use the term wellness, and he defined it as an integrated way of living that focuses on maximizing one's potential. Wellness involves balancing the physical, intellectual, emotional, social, occupational, spiritual, and environmental 
aspects of life. Wellness emphasizes the state of a person's interconnected being and ongoing development. Optimal wellness makes it possible to achieve goals and find meaning and purpose in life while overcoming whatever hardships life brings our way. For most people, wellness also involves proactively making choices toward a healthier lifestyle. In traditional Chinese and Indian Ayurvedic medicine, a number of herbs stand out as being particularly in tune with the concept of wellness. For thousands of years, practitioners of these healing traditions have treated patients with these herbs not necessarily to cure a particular complaint, but to strengthen the body's ability to correct problems and heal itself. These herbs were often referred to as rasayanas or chi tonics. They were rejuvenating herbs. They were given these names because of their restorative powers and they were believed to normalize body systems and functions and foster healing of the body as a whole. Several of these herbs were particularly prized for their ability to enhance mental function and perception as well. These herbs continue to play an integral role in Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine. And finally, a number of these herbs have found a respected place in Western herbal medicine as well. In Western herbal medicine, instead of referring to these things as tonics or rejuvenative herbs, we often call them adaptogens. It was actually a Soviet scientist named Nikolai Lazarev who coined the term adaptogen in 1947, and he used this term adaptogen to describe herbs that increase the body's resistance to stress, and this stress could be the result of trauma, anxiety, or fatigue. Many modern herbalists might extend the list of stressors to include infection, heat or cold, exertion, sleep deprivation, overwork, strained personal relationships, pivotal life events, psychological duress, and exposure to toxic substances or radiation. So basically, adaptogens are thought to help the body adapt to the many often negative influences it encounters every day and to restore balance in all of its systems. Okay, so finally, here are the eight herbs for wellness. One, ashwagandha, withania somnifera. Two, bacopa, which is bacopa manieri. Three, ginseng, and this could be Asian ginseng, which is Panax ginseng, or American ginseng, which is Panax quinquefolius. Four, we have goji, which is Lyceum barbarum and Lyceum chinensi. Five, we have gotukola, which is Centella asiatica. Six is rhodiola, or rhodiola rosea. Seven is schisandra, or schisandra chinensis. And then finally, we have stevia, which is stevia ribaudiana. And stevia is not actually an adaptogen, but I'll get into that in just a sec. These eight herbs are believed to promote wellness and improved perception. And some of these are the most well-known adaptogens in ancient and modern herbal medicine. Many of these herbs have actually been used for several thousands of years and their popularity has not faded in that time. So first we have ashwagandha, withania somnifera. Ashwagandha is native to India and it's been widely used in Ayurvedic medicine for several thousand years. Ashwagandha is considered 
considered by many herbal practitioners to be a first-rate, stress-relieving, adaptogenic herb with gentle sedative properties. Recent research reveals that ashwagandha may also be useful in treating various forms of dementia. The second herb on the list is bacopa, bacopa manieri. Bacopa also has roots in Ayurvedic medicine, and it's now being recommended by Western herbalists as an anxiety-relieving herb that may also improve cognitive function, including memory and attention span. Third on the list is ginseng, and like I said, this includes both Asian ginseng and American ginseng. Ginseng has played a pivotal role in traditional Chinese medicine throughout the centuries, and it's often been called the king of herbs. Ginseng is thought to help restore all body systems and to have anti-cancer properties. It's also prized for improving mental clarity. Number five is goji, Lyceum barbarum, and Lyceum chinensi. And then number six is gotukola, Centella asiatica. Both goji and gotukola are mild adaptogens in Chinese and Indian traditional medicine. Generally, goji is used in Chinese traditional medicine and gotukola has been used in Indian traditional medicine. Both of these herbs are pretty new to Western herbal medicine, and they're somewhat controversial because extravagant claims are often made about their healing properties, and some of these claims remain unsubstantiated. But research is being done. Number six is rhodiola, rhodiola rosea. This one is also relatively new to American herbal medicine, but it is widely used in China, Russia, and Scandinavia to fight fatigue and to enhance both physical and mental performance. Number seven is Shisandra. Practitioners of traditional Chinese medicine were the first to use Shisandra. Shisandra is an adaptogen that has since been incorporated into Russian conventional medicine, and it's also now used in Western herbal medicine as well as a stamina-promoting stress reliever with numerous applications. The last herb on the list, stevia or stevia rabaudiana, is not actually an adaptogen, but it's really just a sweet tasting herb that's native to South America and it's been developed as a sugar substitute. Many people in America are now familiar with stevia. As we know, proper nutrition, regular exercise, and a life of balance and moderation are fundamental to wellness. For those of us who need to reduce our intake of sugar, Stevia might actually be very helpful in attaining this goal. I personally don't like sugar substitutes. I don't like to eat very sugary things very often. I do like sweet things sometimes, but like if I drink my coffee, I don't put sugar in it. If I make baked goods, I often reduce the sugar by like half. So I don't have a preference for super sweet things most of the time. So I prefer to just cut sugar out of my diet when I'm trying to lower my sugar intake. But if you're somebody who has a real sweet tooth and you need that little sweetness in your desserts and in your tea, 
tea or coffee or whatever, you might want to consider stevia as a substitute just to help you stay a little healthier and meet whatever nutrition goals that you're trying to attain. So those are the eight herbs for wellness. I am going to do a much deeper dive into most of these herbs and I'm going to talk a lot more about managing stress with adaptogens and things like that. So please look out for future episodes. Those will be coming very soon because I know I mentioned how I believe there's a lot of quackery in psychiatry and I can very much appreciate that a lot of us are struggling with mental health. A lot of us are dealing with depression and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed with normal everyday life. And sometimes you do need a little bit of support. And I can totally understand why people seek out therapy and psychiatric medications and things like that. But I just want everyone to be aware that there are other options as well. There are things that you can incorporate into those traditional mental health treatments. And then there are alternatives. You can use some of these things as substitutes if your issues are not super severe. So these are things that you might want to discuss with a healthcare provider. But bear in mind, if you're speaking to people in like mainstream medicine, like traditional doctors and nurses and things, they are likely to discourage you from exploring herbal options. So you might want to find an actual herbalist who is trained in these things and maybe a naturopathic doctor who is willing to work with you when it comes to herbalism and those kinds of options for your health. So thank you very much for listening to Path of a Greenwich podcast. I hope you found this informative and please look out for future episodes where I will be sharing lots more information about your different options and the benefits of some of these herbs just to give you a starting point so you can know exactly what to bring up with a healthcare provider and what options you might want to explore. Thank you so much for listening. I need to thank the supporters of Path of a Green Witch podcast for helping me get to episode 100. My amazing supporters are Nicole Mims, Tori Poskel, Jason Holt, John Shields, Jamie L. Spencer, and Ray. Your support really means the world to me. I am planning to increase the frequency of uploading episodes because I have so much herbalism information to share with you. I have been uploading episodes for almost two years with the help of my supporters. You can join my team of amazing supporters very easily with a small monthly donation. The link is in the description box of every episode. Just go to anchor.fm slash a-n-d-r-e-a-9559. My name is Andrea, and it will mean so much to me if you become a supporter of Path of a Greenwich podcast. With your support, I am looking forward to reaching my next goal, episode number 500.